following thoughts, opinions, stories, and expressions are meant for those who will appreciate them. If you don't, we hope you keep an open soul to encounter another here on 34 Questions. Peace. Even if it ain't forever, glad I got to know y'all. In three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. And tonight, I have a very special guest. Mr. Tizer Evans is in the building. How are you doing tonight, Tizer? Good, Mr. 34. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You know, it's a Tuesday, so not there over the hump just yet. But, you know, the week's been going well, so I can't really complain. How about yourself? Good, man. I just got uh, a busy, busy day. I just got home 20 minutes ago. From my uh, son had a nice two-hour uh, basketball practice. I uh, worked all day, and then right to basketball practice, and home, and eat real fast, and then back to more work later on this after, this uh, this evening. I got you. I got you. I mean, man, like I don't know if podcasting is the only thing you do, um, but I did check out check out your podcast a little bit. So I know you've been working hard on that. Um, and if you do have a day job, balancing that, I know how difficult it can be sometimes. Um, but I'm glad your day's going well as well. Yeah, thank you. No, I, I uh, definitely do a little bit more than the podcast, uh, but I appreciate the plug. It, 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 you know how it is. It is a lot of work, and uh, it's been a passion project for some time. For sure. And I got plenty of questions to ask you about that. Um, but before we get there, uh, for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we do some intro questions, some warm up questions just to set the tone. Um, after that, we'll jump into a couple icebreakers. After the icebreakers, we will turn to the wheel of fate where we'll give it a spin, whichever number it lands on. That's what, how the conversation will flow. And then after all that, we will end it with some closeout questions. Sound good to you, Ty? Yeah, sounds great. All right, man. So um, I asked you how you're doing today, but my first question of the podcast is, how have you been lately? You've been doing great. You've been doing well. How you been lately, man? I would say great. I've been really, said, really kind of overwhelmed, but um, all things positive. For sure. For sure. Um, well, what would you say is like one thing that is upcoming that you're looking forward to? Uh, launching, I launched a company two weeks ago. I'm launching another one in the next 30 days. So I've been looking forward to that. It's something I've been working on for seven months. So um, be happy to wrap that up and get it out in the world. Got you. Two two companies launched in about less than two months, man. That's that sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't uh, one was just like I've been obviously I've been working on, and the other one I was on vacation with my family, and I thought of the idea. Mm. And uh, I just went and executed and I got it up and going in 30 days. That's bananas, man. And hopefully uh, you'll get a chance to plug it at the very end of the show. But uh, good stuff, man. I'm, I'm glad that, that all that exciting stuff is happening for you. Um, my second question of the warm up is what would you like the audience to know about you? That I'm a firm believer in seeking truth at all costs. Mm. And, and, what is truth, man? I feel like everyone has a different definition of it. Uh, how would you define it? Truth is just whatever resonates with your heart. I got you. Um, well, if you don't mind me asking, what's a truth for you? Like, what what do you feel like is one of those truths for you? Oh, well, for me, definitely, um, not to get you know, too far off the deep end right away, 
but you know, <laughs> I gotcha. like I, I really, I really do believe that you know, like life's eternal, right? And so I have a different way of thinking about life and death and how you uh, live life here. I think this is just an experience. I've had uh, many before, and I'll have many after. So, you know, not to be taken too seriously, which I think a lot of us have a hard time doing. <laughs> Yeah, no, I got you. And you said you were kind of worried about going too deep too fast. Man, this is the place for it. Uh, so don't don't feel like you have to um, sugarcoat anything. Just get into the nitty gritty if you'd like. Uh, but I got you. I got you. Uh, my second question for you, or my third question, sorry. Uh, but this one is, if I were to do something in your honor, a way to express the energy you possess, what could I do? Um, you know, I think for me, to, to, to for people to honor me um, is just honoring everybody else that you come into contact with with more love, hmm. um, patience, and understanding. You know, I got you. I got you. Um, so it seems like you got that that understanding of it, of of being patient and be accepting of others. Was that something you felt like you had when you were? As a, as a kid or was it something that you felt like you had to grow into as far as that perspective no you know I was uh, I grew up in Northern California and uh, both my both my mom's sisters both my aunts are gay and so you know growing up in San Francisco and having gay family members you know I was born back in the, the early 80s 84s when I was born so you know it was not like it is today and so I just kind of grew up and um you know, it was just seeing people for people. I didn't really care about, you know, who they chose as a partner or what they looked like or what they cared to worship. And that was always instilled um, in me at a very early age. Probably helped that I was a little bit from the Bay Area uh, and from California when it comes to that. Um, and then just, you know, good parents that were well-rounded with, with that respect. I got you. I got you. Um, and so I don't know if you knew this, but I am based in San Francisco Bay Area right now. Uh, I live in Delhi City, if uh, you're familiar with that area. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm here. Um, and I lived in Long Beach for college. So I was out there for like five years or so. But uh, I feel like the Bay has its own kind of flavor when it comes to the people that's from out here. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think about that? Do you feel like you can recognize somebody else that's from the from the Bay if you were just plopped anywhere else? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, if they drop a hella here and there, <laughs> uh, you know, for sure. Um, yeah, cause I went to college in San Diego and actually lived in, in Orange County for a bit, too. And it was like I try to tell people, I'm like, hey, where I'm from and like down here, it's like it might as well be two different states. And and you can you can pick up on uh, some some things. I think that Northern California people definitely have a, a certain flavor versus SoCal. So I would like to think that I could pick someone out, um, you know. That it would be from different different areas in state for sure. Then Central California, you know, they're just like rednecks. So <laughs> I got you, and I haven't explored enough. You know, um, I, I tell my friends I want to do a, a cross country trip, right? And they're like, you really want to do that? You really want to go into the places that you know people might not be as accepting? <laughs> And I'm like, I, I should be fine, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, I, I lived in Georgia for a bit. Now I live in Texas and, you know, people are cool everywhere. But you're going to find your shitheads everywhere, too. That's true. That's true. Um, moving on to the last question of the warm-up. On a scale from 1 to 10, how well do you know yourself? Hmm. It's like a 9, you know? Why a 9? 
I feel like there's always room for growth, but I'm pretty real with myself. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not someone that has like they don't have like negative self-talk problems. I'm just real and open and authentic with myself. Um, I just am who I am. You know, I said, uh, but you know, there's more depths to me um, that I keep trying to explore through meditation and breath work and stuff like that. So I leave a little bit of little little bit there for room for growth. I got you. I got you. I gotta ask, man how how do you how are you able to block out all the negative talk, man? I feel like that's something I struggle with a lot. Uh, I I think everybody has done it um, at some point in their life. For me, it was very heavy between like my formative years, 12, 18. Um, as I got older in college, I was able to kind of let it go, but it always creeps up, and it, I feel like it it, it happens to me um, probably. If I was going to give it a percentage, 25 negative talk, 75 positive talk. And I don't know, is it possible to completely get it all out of there? Well, probably not. I mean, you're always going to have a little bit of the imposter syndrome, right? Or you're going to question yourself and that can be perceived as negative self-talk. Um, I think that, you know, being conscious of my thoughts and, and catching yourself in the moment, catching yourself in real time, which is obviously, you know, a big part of meditation or yoga or whatever. You know, prayer, whatever you, you spend time in silence every day allows you to become an observer of your thoughts. And so, mm. you know, I just do a lot of practice. I've, I've gotten better at real time of going, hey, does that really serve me right now? And then just reframing it and, and just keep moving. Um, and, you know, it's like, it, and I also think too, like what, like, like that question, does it serve me to talk to myself that way? And then it's just like, well, no. I'm the one making the decision to talk to myself that way, right? So it's just like complete choice and control when you're conscious of what you're thinking. Just most people are not. And so they have the same repetitive thoughts every day, which then they have the same type of, you know, residual energy uh, for better, mm. for worse. And, and it puts you into the same type of patterns. No, I got you. I got you. I know, I mean, personally, it uh, definitely, I have patterns that I've been trying to break and I still haven't. And it could be due to that. Um, I'd have to really, I don't know. I, I, I know for me, it's a, a growth process and I have to go through, you know, all the tough parts just to be able to really find out more about myself. Um, so I, I'm giving it time. I don't know if it's the right thing or good thing, but I know I can't rush the process. Um, thank you for, uh, for sharing. Um, moving on to the icebreakers but before we do that um i just want to remind the folks out there if you are enjoying the content please like if you might share if you care subscribe for a vibe you didn't know was there uh all right moving on to the icebreakers let me see how this looks oh yeah this is great uh i feel like earlier i was doing all that reframing um because i thought uh the webcam was too close but for the icebreakers it looks great um so your first icebreaker is going to be a point of view. I'm, I'm basically going to give you a statement and you just let me know what your thoughts are on it, uh, whether you agree or disagree or if it's true or false. Uh, this first statement is overthinking is a bad thing. Yeah, true. For sure. Well, why would you say bad? Because it's like, you know, again, for me, um, we're, we're, we become eternal with all the answers that we're ever going to need in our life. And so 
usually the first one's the right one because it's you, it's for your heart speaking to you. And then we let our ego and our mind overtake what we know, which is our instinct, our gut, you know, our heart center uh, is really always the, the first answer is always the right one. Um, and so people overthink it, talk themselves out of things that they uh, really want. You know, I always say it's like your your despair or what we perceive as despair is really your heart's calling for desire mm. uh, that we we just sink to the bottom uh, of our stomach and, and don't listen to our true heart's calling. So I'm always big and make a quick decision, uh, just go for it. And then, you know, if it doesn't work out, hey, at least I know. I got you. Uh, so I guess you, if I were going to take something from that, you, I would have to try to act more I act more on my instincts. It's pretty much. Yeah, whew, yeah that uh, <laughs> that's kind of, that kind of scares me a little bit because uh, I do over. I tend to overthink a lot, um, and I'm trying to embrace it as just part of my personality. But um, <laughs> I know I know that it can be hurtful, especially in choices that I make. I just wait too long when it comes to you know fighting or flight. I end up freezing. I know that's the third choice, and uh, that's where a lot of big moments in my life have been. Um, but I got you. I got you. And my second statement for you is: people are ultimately good. Sure. Yeah, I, I unequivocally believe in that. Well, why is that? You know, there, it's like uh, you could even look at. You know, I don't want to get into any hot topics, but you can look at like how people are talking about guns right now. Sure, do we need probably more gun legislation and stricter laws on the parameters of buying a firearm? Yes. Is that going to stop criminals? No. Right? Like, like are the catastrophes that have happened still would they would have happened? Probably. But if you look at, like, there's 320 million of us here, and... If you look at just the 99.9% of daily interactions between all people of race, color, and creed, we're all just like really getting along. You know what I mean? Really, if you, if you look at it from a from that at a micro level, like everybody's really just getting along. We're all going through our same shit. You know, you're you're thinking you're being judged by somebody, but really that person's just in their own head, right? Like not even remote thinking about you and so it's just like we all operate from this place of egotisticalness where we think that everyone's so concerned with what we're wearing or what we're driving but really everyone's just concerned about what they're wearing what they're driving right so i just think over overwhelmingly people are are good they're they're good natured and you get some bad apples that you know uh, unfortunately make the headlines more often than all the good stuff that's happening i hear you i hear you i definitely think that does happen a lot um because i feel like in my life just going around for the most part and i know i live in the bay area i know people are more uh you know accepting out here so i've been spoiled in that way and you know i haven't seen too much pain other than what i've seen on on the internet or uh, in the news um but just recently i i had i did have a couple encounters here in uh i don't know if you're familiar with sausalito uh, and I'm not saying everyone in Sausalito is like this, but definitely felt some bad vibes coming out there. Uh, I I had a field trip with some kids from the school I work work with in San Francisco, uh, and it it didn't feel like they were accepted, and it was kind of you know shell shocked me a little bit because I was like, oh man, it's the first place in the Bay Area that I felt you know an outsider, like I, I wasn't you know, accepted. So it, it was something new to me. So 
Yeah, well, it's, Mar- it's Marin people. You know, gotta yeah. give a break. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, all right, boss. Moving on to the second icebreaker, which is a word for word. I think you'll do great because uh, the record is twelve right now. But since you act on instinct, I don't think you'll have any slip-ups, any any breaks in your concentration. Um, so <laughs> you got 34 seconds to do as many as you can. And um, just give me your first word or first thought that comes to mind after each word I give you. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. In three, two, one. Happiness. Joy. Family. Everything. Friends. Love. Music. Life. Art. Beauty. Food. Comfort. Life. Uh, Being. Past. Present. Culture. People. Success. Subject. Gotcha. You you got ten that time. You got ten. Um, I want to dig into people. You said are subjective. Uh, what do you mean by that? Uh, wait. The last one. It was the last one I said subjective. That was oh. uh, success. Oh, six. Oh, my bad. Excuse me. Success. No, no uh, problem. Uh, object. I mean, subjective. What do you mean by that? Uh, because it's you know everybody has their own interpretation of what success is you know I think a lot of times Western culture we place so much uh, focus on monetary success right it's just again it goes back to like how big is my house what kind of car do I drive and like you go to somebody in India they'll be ten times happier living in a slum with twelve other people with no bathroom you know sleeping on a reed mat and in a dirt hut like. So like, you know what I mean? Like, because they're, maybe their success is that they're a great father, you know, or that they raised someone to be a doctor or a lawyer or, you know what I mean? Or just to be another great human. So I think it, success is really subjective to whatever you interpret it as. I got you. Um, and for, for you, do you feel like you are at a stage of success or are you still, still working? You know, I think that um, definitely still working. You know, what I thought was success is like I hit all of my monetary goals of what I thought, you know, I wanted what I wanted to accomplish with my life by the time I was 25. So that um, was actually actually a really good like wake up call for me. I was just like, well, I wanted to live by the beach. I wanted to drive a sports car. I wanted to make six figures and I wanted a dog. And then I was 25. I was three blocks from the beach. I had a sports car. I had Jack Russell. You know what I mean? And I was making six figures. So I was like, oh, well, what else is there? And, you know, so it's just it, then it was more about okay how do i develop myself how do i conduct my character and then that's been more of my development and how i've tried to define myself versus you know the amount of shit I, can keep. I got you i got you and um i think another one that you mentioned i said music and i believe you said life is music a big part of your life yeah, music's a huge part of my life. It's always something that uh, I gravitated to at a young age. And, and I think that people don't understand uh, really at our core, like music is healing. You know, mm. if you go back and you look at great uh, civilizations, you know, ones that we don't even talk about anymore, like Tataria and, um, you know, like Mongols, uh, 
ancient Chinese culture, Japanese culture, and Indian culture, how much music was really infused throughout culture as healing purposes. And, you know, there's different, the music is frequency and, you know, we are really energy at its core. So and everything is resonating on a different type of frequency. And it's like, I feel like you could truly heal yourself with music um, as much as it could be destructive as well. Uh, but I think music is just a part of our being, you know, something we've innately done since uh, humans have been around. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I mean, well, a new phrase that stuck in my mind for music, uh, they described it as a mood adjuster. Uh, and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I could definitely see that because I, I use music, you know, on my commute. I'll use music in the gym. And each each time I'm choosing a different set of songs, you know, different kind of vibe, different kind of uh, beat, words all, and all that. Um, but yeah, what would you say is a timeless album for you? It doesn't have to be the one, just anyway. <laughs> you know, I am sound like you. I'm like, I'm so, I'm so based on moods. Um, but honestly, if I, if I could pick any album, probably this would probably sh- sh- maybe shock some people, but um, the Metallic S&M uh, album that they did with the San Francisco Symphony. It's just because that, that infusion of like the, the rock that I like, uh, you know, with the, the harmonizing voice, but then the sympathy in the background, it like just put it all together. It's called the SNM album. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna have to check it out. I haven't checked it out myself, uh, but thank you for, for sharing that. Uh, we made it to the Wheel of Fate portion, so let me pull up the wheel and give it a spin. Um, as a reminder, if there's any topic you don't want to talk about, uh, feel free to pass. There's really sure. no pressure. First number is 21. This question is, what would you say is something you're too stubborn to let go of? Hmm. I've had a hard time. uh, This is going to maybe sound different too. I've had a hard time letting go of anger. Hmm. Really? Like, do do you feel like it's old anger that you're holding on to or just, you know whatever current state of anger you feel now yeah i mean it's such a powerful emotion you know it's one of those just raw emotions and i think that's what you know people get addicted uh, to it um because it's almost like it's in like the opposite of euphoria but it kind of gives you the same type of elation um you know to, to step into it and so um that can be hard to let go of and i think for that old pattern for me um, not having healed all of the childhood wounds, mm. you know, still like rage and anger will be my defense mechanism, like right away. And that's just something that, you know, I've been working on, but it's something I could, uh, it's definitely not gone. Um, I don't know, you, you never like leave an emotion, but just being able to harness it, you know, a bit more as opposed to telling myself the story. Well, I'm Irish. We have, mm. we have, we're known for bad tempers. It's that type of thing, right? Like, no, I'm in control of, my reaction to whatever situation and, and that's what i could be better with i got you and uh has that anger ever been a positive thing has it ever helped you in any way yeah for sure yeah it's one of those things that you know, i always had like a chip on my shoulder and so um you know it's always propelled me uh, in in sports um school you know whatever especially career-wise anytime someone told me no or I didn't. I got passed over on a promotion. I would just get yeah, I get pretty pissed off, and then just like that, I then I double down on whatever I'm doing. No, for sure. I mean, dude, like you reach your monetary goals at 25, 
I'm sure every 21 year old is like hoping they, they can get to that level uh, at, at your where you were at. <laughs> well, they weren't they weren't big to be fair, you know. So it wasn't <laughs> like I was, uh, you know. I think 25, I made 150, dollars somewhere in that. So it wasn't like a ton of money, but you know, to a lot of people, it's a lot of money. And I was proud of myself because no one had made six figures. Uh, at least my parents hadn't, and so um, it was a big goal. But. It wasn't like I was crushing and making two million a year, <laughs> you know. So no, I got you. I got you um, for sure. And would you say like what, what the stuff you're doing now uh, is what you always wanted to be growing up, or how has that journey kind of changed for you? You know, the only real clear vision I had on my life, I thought I would do one of two things. Uh, one, I thought I'd play in the NBA, but. Um, you know, that wasn't in the cards for me. Um, although I do still have a great love for basketball. And then secondly, I kind of always thought that I would end up becoming like a counselor or maybe a college professor or, or like something where I could coach and kind of give back to people. Wow. Um, so that's just kind of where I thought my life would lead me. So where, where it's gone, it, I, it does surprise me. I still get, you know, some fulfillment and things I've done in, in those realms, but uh, definitely did not think that I would uh, be where I'm at. Would you say once you're done with everything you're doing now, maybe when you're retiring, you're going to go back to maybe counseling or, or coaching in some form? Oh, you know, man, that, that's the one thing that I've I've tried to do is um, is you know I'm probably now I'm in for half a dozen people. Mm. Um, I hold a men's mastermind group. I started a few months back. I'm all about impact, you know, and having a purpose-driven life. So definitely not going to wait for that. I've already enacted that. You know, guys I see in their 20s that have either, you know, they've had a tough upbringing or they're just kind of lost, um, but they have good work ethic and, you know, their sound of mind and body and, you know, do right in their community. Like I, I try to lift up those younger men and steer them in the right direction and say, hey, here's what no one taught me about investments, right? Here's what no one taught me about personal development. Here's what no one taught me about spirituality. And so I try to really uh, you know, bring people up as much as I can. I got you, man. Um, and I'm just curious because I was a high school athlete myself. But uh, what was your your either highlight moment or best game that you ever had? Uh, I would say highlight, um, you know, I, never, I hit a game-winning shot. Um, in, a, in a basketball tournament, you know, with like less than a second left. It was, we had five seconds, you know, we we're down by two. We had to go full court. I got a, I got the ball with a second left, three-pointer from the corner, knocked in. Um, so that, that was cool. And then the other thing, I played three years for varsity basketball, um, and it was all league my, uh, my senior year. So those were some cool accomplishments, you know, for as much as I love basketball. For sure, man. And, I, you know, it's, it's those moments where I wish we had, like, cell phones and stuff back then, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> Let me pull up the wheel once more. Give it another spin. You got number nine this time. And number nine is... It's kind of heavy, but... Uh, what makes you feel alone? You know, man, that's a really tough question because I used to really struggle with that in my 20s. I felt like I, I had that victim type mentality where I was kind of felt alone. I felt like people didn't understand me. You know, I felt like people didn't get what I'd been through. I didn't feel like anybody was really trying to help me. So I felt this 
constant state of alone, aloneness. And I felt that way up until about 28. And I really went through this kind of, a, I don't say radical transformation, but I went through a really tough um, breakup. And I kind of realized that like all the relationships in my life had problems because of me. I was the common denominator of all of the issues in my life, right? As opposed to me going, well, that person did this to me, or this person did that, or that boss fucked me over. I was like, no, man, you're in the way of yourself. And so I started doing some energy work. My mom is a Reiki master. And oh, so, snap. yeah. And so, yeah, so I got into, so I got into Reiki and became a level one and level two practitioner. And, you know, just like, if people didn't see it, because I'm, you know, I'm tatted all over the place and dressed in skater clothes. And so, I started showing up into these like crystal healing classes and stuff, you know, and people thought I, I lost my mind. But so there's some of those um, classes I one I attended with this guy, Howard Beatty. Um, and there's a, a healing modality where basically you go into meditation and uh, you meet with your higher self through kind of like a guided meditation and healing angels and they cast like a net over your auras and they look to see if any lower frequencies has attached themselves to your energy you know because if, if you, you i don't know if you've ever seen this before but if you like you hold like two hangers close to your chest and you walk up to another person the hangers will split off to the side to that person's energy bubble and again we're all frequency everything is energy and oh. so Wait, I, I can do that and that would happen? So I grab yeah. two hangers and, and do what again? Sorry. So if you like two hangers and you put them like kind of wrap around your finger and just okay. like loosely hold them. And if you like hold them straight out, like almost like they're little guns, you know, like you've made out of the hanger. Mm -hmm. And if you walk up to another person, the hangers will split out this way once they enter the person's energy field. I got to try that, man. I don't think I've seen that, um, but that, that sounds fantastic got you um, yeah so so the, the point of this is i went through a, a healing process and i and they had said that, you know take it for what you want but th there was a, a lower uh, frequency being that attached themselves to my heart chakra and it was making me feel alone and and uh, was constantly telling the story that i was alone and so they they cleared that sucker off and um, i don't know maybe it could have been placebo effect there was nothing there that's what they told me but since that time i've not i do i i relish in solitude mm. it's one it, i really really enjoy it never feel alone it's like no i'm not so you know there's that no i feel you man i am one of those people too that i don't mind the solitude and sometimes that that's where i, I kind of gravitate towards which for a lot of my friends and family you know i wish i could be around them more um and i almost feel selfish for for because i know what i like and i'm like you know it's not that i don't care about you guys it's just i, I need this time to myself too and i don't know how you use your solitude for me it's really creative and really recharging and really trying to build something um and my mind is kind of in a way obsessed with doing that um and that, that could be a lot more to do with what i want to leave and what kind of impact i want to leave on earth as well um so all that kind of gets me in that zone uh so for you are you do you even try to balance that or is it like you know people in my life understand this about me and this is who i am so I, mean, I gotta balance it because you know i'm married with two kids and and uh you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
get to a lot a lot of my plate. So, I I mean, but what I but it is important, right? And so, um, my wife will know that. Like sometimes at night, like I'll tell her, like, hey, I'm gonna go. I read a lot. You know, I usually read about a book a week, and so I'll kind of disappear and go read at night. But I get every day at 4:30, and from like 4:30 to 7 is my time. And so that's where I do my meditation and my breath work, and I read in the morning. I go to the gym. So, I, I you know, I allocate time for myself every day. For sure, for sure. Um, I, I am definitely a big believer in balance. Uh, in, in my life right now, it's really about, I guess, the five things: my friends, my family, my day job, my dream, and myself. You know, I think mm-hmm. that's it's a balancing act. I don't think I've perfected it. Um, I'm still figuring out, you know, what. And I think that also changes, right? During the seasons, whatever the people around me are going through, they'll need more of my time and attention. Um, yeah. But yeah, I definitely feel sometimes I'm selfish with this podcast. Like at this point, I feel like a lot of my friends, they'll, they almost feel like they have to schedule a time to talk to me because, because that's what I do with other folks, um, which I don't know. I feel a little guilty about it. And I just, I just hope they understand at least at this point in my life. Um, but yeah. That's where I'm at with it. No, I like it. And you, you are impacting people, you know, so you're, you're getting a lot of fulfillment through it. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it gets addicting sometimes. <laughs> but uh, let's give uh, the wheel another spin. We got number 31. And it is... So when... When I meet new people, sometimes people have these walls, right? That that kind of block in who they really are. Um, and so, for you, do you feel like you have these walls? And how high do you have them up for for people that you meet? Um, maybe a little bit in a professional setting. Um, mm. but no, you know, I, I I really am I am who I am, and like I I don't really care if you don't like me. Uh, and did, did that kind of the the transformation or I don't want to say transformation but at 28 that changes the changes you made in your life did that help with the walls being down or even before that the walls were always down you just didn't care what people thought <laughs> yeah I you know I mean like I probably did more in my 20s you know, especially you know girls but um yeah I've always been pretty authentic you know like in high school when all of my buddies were going out and starting to drink and get stoned, I was straight edge. I didn't, I didn't, I, I never succumbed to peer pressure and I got made fun of ruthlessly for it. And I just was like, okay, you can make fun of me, I don't give a shit. You know, um, I was always like the smart jock. So then I got made fun of for not partying, but then also because I got good grades and I was like, okay, yeah. I don't know if you guys know where this is going to land me, but it's going to be a lot further along than where you're going to be. You know, yeah, um, yeah. And, and I had that, that mindset at, you know, 14, 15, 16. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I say yeah, I've always been pretty authentically myself. That's what's up, man. Uh, definitely envy you for that. Uh, you know, I think I'm in the boat with most people in the world who have to go through a process to bring those walls down. Um, and I think only now at I'm 32 now. So I feel like when I hit 30, that was really a time for me to be like, you know what? I know what I like and dislike and I don't want to waste my time on stuff. That, uh, when you you figured that out at 14, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, again, I think it was just, you know, being around people that were just themselves authentically. It just gave me, you know, gave me permission to do it um, as well. And yeah, I mean, dude, I was, I mean, like, I was, 
reading this, my favorite book is Ishmael by Daniel Quinn. And I remember talking to kids about it when I was 16 and it's hunter gatherer mentality versus, you know, what we are takers and don't live in the confines of, you know, the ecosystem with, you know, the uh, earth community, right? We're the only people that are only animal that thinks that like earth was put here for them. And, um, <laughs> right. And so like, I'm having discussions with people at 15 and 16 and they're like, you're fucking, I was just, yeah. 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 We would have been friends, man. I would have talked to you about that stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess that's a good segue into my, my question for what do you think this is all about then? Like life and, you know, uh, why are we here? What, why do we do what we do? Or why do you try to figure it out? Um, I feel like that's, you know, all things we could touch on. So have at it. <laughs> that's, that's loaded. You know, I don't know what the, the end game is. I just do know that for me, at least what resonates is truth is that, you know, we're here for the evolution of our soul, our consciousness, you know, spirit. And, um, you know, it's, I think that that's really it. I think that you get a condensed version um, here in this realm, in this experience, like you can expedite your learning. And that's a lot of through the human condition, you know, as opposed to maybe spending a thousand years in another realm that's way more peaceful and, you know, and easier to get along with. And everybody's singing Kumbaya, like your spiritual growth will take much longer, right? Because you're not facing as much adversity as opposed to here where it's very compact. And um, I think a lot of our relationships, you know, I said I'm a huge believer for me personally, is what resonates as truth is a believe in reincarnation. And so it's like all of my relationships are ones that I've contractually come into knowing I was going to have them. And that's again for my own benefit if I'm open enough to seeing them as gifts that I gave myself for the purpose of evolution and evolving myself spiritually uh, while I'm here. So, like, it, you're saying that the skills that you have now kind of came from your past life's experiences? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so that, that's going to make me overthink a lot more about my past lives. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if you think about it, right? So, like, if you're going to you come into contact, like, think of somebody that you met for the first time and you're like, fuck, I know that person. Mm. I never met them before, but I know them. Like, all right, you've had that happen before, I'm sure, in your life. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I have it with almost everybody. I mean, <laughs> right. but yeah, yeah. And, and, and a lot of that's just because you have, and and that is your your soul, your consciousness, your energy, recognizing that vibrational frequency that's trapped in that other meat suit, and it's just the energy recognizing each other again. It's been cycled through, and so it's like it's not like you know them, but you do. Like you you've known them, you have been. So like it's like my wife. Like I know them. You've been before like i knew the first time i met her that like we've been together and it was so you know we have a lot more stuff to work out which is why we're here again right where we're revolving we're resolving old patterns that we didn't accomplish in a prior life or she's definitely here to teach me so my mom and my dad like i know my dad and i've been brothers for sure and just how we we interact with each other so i think when you come at your relationships from that perspective it makes it a lot more digestible and then they're kind of like, oh yeah, we're just here like learning from each other. We're just understanding the patterns that we didn't accomplish in the last lifetime. Like maybe, you know, your worst enemy in this life was like a brother in a past life, right? And you still have unresolved un, uh, conflict you have to overcome and you have a chance and opportunity to do that again uh, this time around. And if you don't, guess what? You'll, you'll come back around again until you do. Man, 
And I mean, just what you're describing made me think about all my relationships and how I feel about those relationships and, you know, where that energy comes from. Uh, it made me think about my, my childhood rival, you know. Uh, I know we don't get along now, but what if it was that? <laughs> yeah, right. uh, never know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I had a Reiki reading once uh, with someone out here that practiced, and she would tell me that she didn't meet my parents, but I'm an only child, uh, or I grew up an only child, and I had my parents, and she would tell us, or she told me that what our souls have been together for a long time, like in whatever shape or form, uh, but they've always been those people who looked out for me in some way. Uh, And, you know, for me... There's a believer side and a skeptic side because I can't really decide whichever one I'm fully into. But it's it's nice for me to believe that me and my parents have been connected, you know, throughout the universe and for ages now. Uh, do you think that for most folks, as far as like lineage and you know their parenthoods, like that, it's I wouldn't call it a cycle, but that reincarn- reincarnation kind of happens through bloodlines and family. Yeah, I, I definitely, you know, I, I think that the bloodlines of families are really just um, the way that we experience the, this realm. Got you. But um, yeah, definitely. I, I think that you're, you're, you're always connected uh, to certain types of uh, frequencies or different aspects of consciousness. And you know, if you really think about it, what's really crazy about those relationships is that like time is only linear, like in our perspective, right? It's a man-made construct, like. So time is vertical. So all those lives that you've had with your parents are all happening happening simultaneously right now, which is a whole nother just mind fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that uh, that one new movie, uh, Everything Everywhere, all at once? Uh-uh. Oh, man. I mean, just what we're talking about. Um, and I don't know if you're a big movie person or if you don't like that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's very interdimensional, like multiverse type thing. Um, and... I don't know. It's it's a it's a trip. It's a in a nutshell. It's this uh, woman discovering that like her daughter is such a, is a being that's all knowing that they're just tired of life and is going through different universes trying to find her real mom that can understand the way she feels. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, I'll stop it right there. No, that's um, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I would suggest checking out the trailer um, and take from it what you will <laughs> uh, alright man we, I think we got one time for one more spin so I'm gonna bring the wheel up one more time we got number 29 I guess this is similar to you know that I asked you if you felt like you what stage of success you're at right now but this one is can you say you've lived a full life no, I don't. I don't know that that exists, or what a full life would even look like. You know, it's like even the the concept that you mentioned earlier, like retirement. Like I don't know what that is. Like I don't ever want to like retire. You know what I mean? Because again, it's just about it's about growth. As as long as I'm still breathing, I want to be productive and I want to be having a, a full moment in that moment. So um, I think that as long as you're living moment to moment, staying present and and being conscious, that you're always kind of living a full life. Um, I don't know what that is. I got you. I got you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't. I feel like the way I define a full life is like, if you yourself 
can just feel satisfied with you know where you are at this moment i think that's what i when i ask this question that's what i'm intended to ask like are you satisfied with everything you've done so far um and you don't feel like uh that for some folks have the anxiety of like i haven't done anything or i haven't done enough in my life um yeah i i definitely don't have fomo um <laughs> but uh i definitely don't think that i've tapped into my full potential not even close that's for certain I feel you. I don't. I don't think we ever really do until, like, for some reason, we're just at peak, you know, our personality peak energies. Um, but yeah, I, I hear you. Uh, I think. Oh, I was gonna ask you about. Um, I guess, for you, as far as impact goes, uh, what would you say is your mission when it comes to the impact you want to leave? You know, I really want people to uh, listen to their own truth. I think that, you know, it's it's unfortunate the way that some parts of our society have been constructed in a way that you have a mass amount of people being brainwashed and manipulated. And they, then they know that they are. I think COVID really exposed that for a lot of people. Um, you know, California was a unfortunately a very uh, glaring example of people being so caught up in their own psychosis they couldn't just take a step back and go does this really make sense does it really make sense you know and i think that um we have a hard time listening to our truth and so for me i hope that at least when i have uh, open authentic conversations with people I, I i leave them um hopefully loving um more and uh, but also thinking about and questioning reality a bit more as opposed to just taking everything at face value and like yeah percentage wise as far as people who seem to either have a, on the same page with you on that sense versus the people who aren't what's what's that percentage look like is that a 50 50 or I don't think it's well, 50 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you surround yourself with like people right so uh, my percentage might be skewed from what the actual reality is but i would say like you know if you put me in a room with 100 people i didn't know and the amount of people i think that at least uh, think objectively like i did or, or seek truth at all costs even if it means it's the detriment of my own ego i think you probably are uh, less than five out of a room of 100. Oof. yeah that, that is a small group um and I, you think and I don't think it is, but do you feel like there's any responsibility to to kind of change that, or mm -hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's where like we talked about, right? The imposter syndrome. Like, you know, I was, I'm, I'm love me or hate me, you know, I'm always going to speak whatever my version of the truth is. And so there's a lot of things that uh, you know happened. Uh, you know, one of my degrees is in political science. And I try not to get political because I don't do the, 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 the D's and the R's because I think that we're all really, you know, behind, behind closed doors, they're on the same team anyway. So I don't do that, but, you know, I'll definitely tell you where I think you're wrong and you can't see me, but, you know, I've got probably 800 books in this room. And so I'm so well read. You're going to have a, you, you, you want to be very sound if you want to have a conversation with me because I'm not just going to, you know, make stuff up. And, and that's just hard to find people, one, that are well read, they care enough. And then two, they can actually have a reasonable conversation without just wanting to be right and heard and, and argue with you. And we see that on social, right? That's, that's like all that, all that happens. 
um, unfortunately, is people just sounding off on, on uh, little snacks, little clickbait stuff, and then that's truth, and then everybody starts fighting as opposed to just having a, a reasonable conversation where people can be objective and, and admit when they're wrong, you know, if, if their team doesn't win. Right. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's just that's just really hard. And, and, and the polarization is going to continue to get worse because now that we've, you know, um, they, whoever they is, right, have really figured out how to manipulate us at a very, very high level and on a frequency level that people don't even realize. And even TV. Right. Like I tell people, like, when you think about television, just think about the word. Tell a vision. Mm. Right. And you're watching programs to be programmed like the the frequency state that it puts your brain in is right in between fully awake and asleep it's almost at a meditative state so you're much more suggestible so then politicians and correspondents know how to use the tonality in their voice to fluctuate up and down and how to manipulate your brain waves to make you more suggestible when they're giving speeches so there's all these little things that like people don't even know that's happening around them so for me yes i like to uh, sometimes shock people and put a little truth out there um, and again, I just don't care if you don't like it. I got you. Oh, I'm sorry. You, you told me a truth I did not want to hear because I love television. <laughs> <laughs> I All my friends know me as a dude that, that binge watches everything. And I mean, like you said, that's that truth that I have to accept and kind of know. Uh, I feel like I've, I've known for a while now. And, you know, as much as I try to tell myself that, you know, I'm not letting the media that I consume you know control me i i know it influences me for sure sure and uh i choose the media i consume too so i probably choose stuff that i feel like is more in line with my life view and everything um but yeah yeah it, it's tough for me to admit that you know in some small form or fashion i get brainwashed too with the amount of tv i watch well, it's uh, hard dude <laughs> and, and, and there's nothing wrong with watching tv Right, it's just having the right type of perspective. And I trust me, I, I mean, I watch shows, and, you know, I watch Game of Thrones and Vikings, and, you know, like, I, I watch all that stuff too, but um, I'm also looking for the subliminal messages. I think that's actually fun, to look mm. for the for the, uh, the uh, symbolism, right? It's like now, like, everybody, you know, I was talking about this 10 years ago, but like, every halftime show, I would be able to point out to all my friends and be like, hey, look at all the occult symbolism like in all the halftime shows. And people are like, that's crazy, man. There's no Illuminati. And now it's a like common culture to talk about. Oh, yeah. And it's like it's like in the open now, but 10 years ago, you're a conspiracy theorist. And that, but I was awake then. And so I'm saying, look at all of the symbolism. They're just putting it right in your face. It's just right out there for you to see. But you're so closed off, you don't see it. And a lot of that's um, predictive programming. All that's in movies, too. So I get it. It's there, but I'm still going to watch it. You know what I mean? I just don't uh, take it as, as the Bible. Oh, no, for sure. For sure. I think, you know, it's been hard for me because I've been caught in the trap of like scrolling through Instagram, seeing something that they think I'm going to like. And honestly, they, they definitely show me things I like. Uh, so I end up buying it, uh, which only strengthens the, the, the almighty algorithm. Uh, yeah, it but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a trip, man. And you mentioned about like the comment section in uh pretty much it's, it's such an interesting predicament we put in ourselves because i believe in free speech i believe people should you know speak their mind and all that um but it is dangerous when people there's no accountability for the things you say and you know it can really like if you're not, if you're a person consuming that's not doing their research afterwards man that's that's the truth to you you know like <laughs> so, which which is scary for you know oh. it's uh yeah i mean especially you know where our educational system is it's uh 
a lot of things a lot of people believe that um, or even things that are taught in the educational system that we believe that aren't true so there's that as well so you know oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah textbooks have been outdated for a long time right <laughs> yeah yeah um all right, boss. Well, we, we made it to, to the closeout questions. Um, but before we get there, I do want to ask you if you would participate in this, um, this, what did I call it? I'm going to say activity for now. Um, but this activity called the 34th mantra. Uh, I'm going to ask you to fill in the blanks of I am, I can, I will. I am blank, I can blank, I will blank. Let me know when you're ready. I'm going to flip you to the other screen where you'll be talking to yourself. Uh, this is a message just for you. Sure. Ready? Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Go for it. I am everything. I can do anything. I will accomplish my goals. For sure, boss. Now, if you ever need a little soundbite for yourself, you have it available. Um, thank you for, for participating. Yeah, that was cool. All right, boss, here we go with the closeout questions. This next question is actually from my previous guest. So I want to say shout out to Corey. Uh, Corey's question for you is, what is your key to unleashing success? Uh, so, honestly, discipline. Mm. Yeah, I, that is my action. That's actually my uh, my word for the year is discipline. Last year is consistency. This year is discipline. Um, why, why do you think it's so hard for, for people to work on that? It's not enjoyable. You know, we, we, we're a creature that seeks pleasure and avoids pain. And so anytime that uh, you have to put yourself through uh, pain or perceived pain, right, you, you, you want to avoid it. So I think it takes a special individual to um, have self-discipline and go, you know what, my freedom is actually the discipline. You know, that's, that's what builds my character. It, it's like the gym's always the greatest analogy, right? It's like, we all know that like, sh having the beer, having the crackers, having the cake, having the cookies, like it leads to you looking like a sack of shit. Mm. But it's a lot more pleasurable than going and grinding it out at 5 a.m. in the gym every day, right? And turning down the cookie and going and having a protein shake or brown rice. And so, you know, for me, it's just like everything that you want is on the other side of discipline in your life. And if you can learn to embrace it and embrace the suck and, and not even embrace it, but enjoy it, um, you know, and relish in it, then uh, there's nothing that you can't have in this life. That, that word just got stronger in my mind, man. So <laughs> thank you. Uh, second to last question for you is what would you like to ask the next guest on 34 Questions? is a good one for me um i'd like to ask them about reincarnation Ooh, okay so just uh thoughts on re reincarnation yeah that'll be fun for you oh yeah you already know <laughs> <laughs> for sure for sure yeah man i mean a, a part of me believes in it believes in it um i feel like i've had deja vu a lot in my life and mm -hmm. i don't know if that has anything to do with it um that's, just another, that's you in another timeline Ooh, don't tell me that man 
for sure for sure yeah anytime i catch myself i try to do something different like i'll move a cup from here to there just to see if it'll change the outcome um but I, you know deja vu lasts for like two seconds and then you know it's back to normal <laughs> you, you've looked into the mandela effect yes yeah yes i have yeah so you know it's just a it's just a little deviation in the in the, in the timeline but, i got you yeah, yeah i mean i I can't say it's it's real. I can't say it's not real. You know, I'm open exactly. to it. <laughs> uh, and then my last question for you, man, the question that ties everything together, 100, 200, 300 years from now, your descendants are watching this video. What would you like to tell them? Is that keep seeking truth at all cost. For sure. For sure. We hear you, man. We hear you. Um, any last things you'd like to add before we head out of here any places where they they can find your show and and all that good stuff yeah no i oh, i appreciate it and the only thing i would say you know um too is whatever you're most afraid of that's the thing you need to walk into every great thing that's come in my life is me stepping directly into my fear um but yeah if you if you guys want to check out uh, my podcast is uh, it's not as cool as this um <laughs> I, I talk it's all about business and sales it's a uh, grind sell elevate um, you can find it in all channels. I just interview people. Um, and then that, um, I got this, Odin's Rune. It's um, my power line. Uh, you guys check that out at odinsrune.com. And uh, yeah, man, that's that's about it for me. I appreciate, I appreciate you having me on. I've really enjoyed the conversation. Hey, thank you again, Ty, for coming through. Uh, one question to leave you with. Uh, you do your podcast, and I've seen you've had a bunch of different guests on there. Uh, what's like the biggest thing you've taken away from talking to so many people for, for so long? We're all way more similar than we are different. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've been just like, I've gotten to talk to people, I think, in now 13 different countries, you know, across all business facets. And it's just like, I can sit down with someone in Australia or India or Europe, and just like, we all have way more in common. Sure, man. I mean, I think uh, your soul too probably was a wanderer or traveler in past lives, and you just met all these people that you can connect with on a dime. Um, it, it just feels like that because we've had this conversation, and I feel that way about a lot of folks that I meet. Uh, so, thank you again, Ty, for stopping through. Uh, I want to thank all the folks out there. If you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening, I want to thank you for your time as well. Remember to like if you might, share if you care for a vibe you didn't know was there uh, reach out reach forward as always much love we'll catch you guys next time on 34 questions peace and it fades from there uh, thank you